You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Group, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And what we talk about at Mobile Presence is we talk a lot about mobile marketing. We have mobile app marketing ninjas. It's part of what we do every week. But it's time to take a little step back and talk about apps as a strategy. You know, we've had mobile apps that, you know, the iPhone, the, I, the, the, the iTunes store just celebrated its first decade. So, you know, a little bit of a refresher course here. Uh, we know that apps are central to mobile marketing, to your mobile presence, but feel a little bit neglected in understanding, so what makes an amazing app? What is the evolving app landscape out there? And to talk about these and a number of other really important questions as you sort of do a spring clean of your mobile strategy and certainly an update, upgrade, or rethink of your mobile app. Our guest today is Jordan Greary. He is co-founder and COO, Blue Label Labs. Jordan, great to have you on the show today. How are you feeling today? Great, Peggy. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Jordan, I talk about a spring clean, a rethink of the mobile app. You know, I mean, I read a lot of articles just celebrating the first decade. And, um, you know, now we're to the point where it's, it's uh, you know, it's a must-have, obviously. But it's maybe also a must-rethink. I mean, tell me about your background in apps. I imagine you've seen a lot of changes out there since you were working uh, at the likes of uh, Microsoft and now today at Blue Label Labs. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm kind of celebrating 10 years of being uh, involved with mobile apps. Oh, there you well. go. Uh, okay. Naturally aligned to that. Um, you know, like you highlighted there, I, I really got my introduction to mobile when it was while I was still with Microsoft as a product manager in the Windows consumer products. At the time, those are products like Windows Messenger, MSN Messenger, Hotmail, SkyDrive. And uh, as a product manager for Messenger, it was one of the first properties, Microsoft properties, that was brought natively to uh, the iOS and, and Android platforms. And you know, it was back in 2009. We're talking about a, a social network with 330 million active users a month. It was a big deal for Microsoft at the time to build a native piece of software for you know, Apple and, 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 and Google platforms. Um, now we see that a, a, a lot. And so it was really through that experience I got introduced into to mobile and I saw the potential. Um, really, you know, originally in the early 90s and 2000s of building software, we were teaching people, learning people about, uh, teaching people about technology and about software and kind of how to change your behavior to work with software that was being created. But with mobile, I saw a change and it was really about how do we now have this opportunity, the evolution of software and, and platforms so that we can change the software to work better with people's natural behaviors and integrate them easier into their lifestyles. And, and with that potential is really what got me excited about building mobile apps and, and taking that venture to do that as a business. Uh, you know, Blue Label Labs started as a very different company back then. We, we was really just myself and my co-founder, Bobby Gill. You know, two guys just started building apps on Windows Phone, iOS, Android. Uh, you know, our mission then was really to build apps that people love to use. I mean, the, the, the purpose of apps hasn't changed. It's got to be, you know, it has to be streamlined, convenient, uh, engaging. Um, I've read so much research and, and done so much writing, you know, three strikes and you're out. It has to load mm -hmm. in, in X number of uh of uh, seconds, it can't can't go on the on the on the fritz at any time because then people will quote unquote give you the finger, delete your app, mm -hmm. and you're gone. I think it's three strikes and you're out. It might even be shorter than that because we've lost patience over the years, perhaps. Um, what would you say at a high level is the biggest change in what mobile marketers need to think about when they're looking at their app? I mean, you've seen it come and go. You've seen the mm -hmm. landscape. I talked about the loss of, uh, you know, the, the low patience with things not working quite right. But is there something even, even more important than that? Yeah, I think it's how your mobile product integrates with the customer's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So um, as opposed to early apps that provided utility, which are rather simple, um, nowadays people expect it to be a seamless integration to what they're trying to do for their day to day. And so if the overall user experience is complicated or they don't find the simple integration to the other pieces of technology platforms or the day-to-day the -day challenge that they're trying to work with, trying to solve through your, that they expect to be able to solve with your mobile product, uh, they're gonna give up rather quickly. So I think it's that attention to detail, that attention to identifying the, the core problem that needs a solution and developing, a, designing a well-designed user experience in your app that really integrates seamlessly into what the users of the app and the businesses customers are really trying to to do with it. 
So how do you help people do that? Because at one level, it's maybe just identifying the APIs and saying, okay, I want to integrate with X or Y. But in my own personal life now that I've moved my entire life onto things like Trello and I'm appreciating very much, you know, when when apps sort of work together in some sort of ecosystem or I have colleagues who have marketing apps, it's like, this is great. And then you can, and then, you know, you can order X from it. You know, you get your... <laughs> get your um your taxi or what have you so so apps just aren't apps anymore they're not Mm -hmm. islands they're they're integrated how do you help your clients sort of understand what those integrations need to be to have that seamless experience right absolutely yeah to have a successful kind of app and an experience you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time over it's it's if there's great products and other apps that customers are already using that provide a solution to something you're trying to, to do with the customers. Integrating with something that they're already using is gonna, again, help provide that more seamless uh, transition and, and, and solution to the problem they're trying to solve and more integrated into their the lifestyle that they have already. Um, you know, what we do with, with our customers through identifying that is really starting not with necessarily the technology or thinking about what APIs or what integrations we need to use, but rather identifying the challenge first. So we got to choose the challenge, identifying, you know, what is the core problem that that needs to be solved or that we're trying to solve for for customers. And that could be gathered with many different ways via customer feedback or um, design sprints, things like that. Um, Once we identify that challenge, we want to kind of, you know, generate a solution, uh, possible solutions, many solutions, Evaluate and decide on the one we're going to pursue, and then and then quickly build or design you know something like a prototype to test it. Test it with real customers. We want customers to validate it, and it's after validating the experience, then we can start to identify what technologies are going to help us build that experience for real. So to take it from simply a design in you know on paper or or, or tools uh, like Envision or whatnot that we like to use for prototyping, uh, but to actually then write some code, develop a product, put it into the app stores. It's at that point, that transition point, that once we validate the user experience, then we can really get into what are the best APIs, what are the best third-party products to to partner with, to integrate, to build and complete that solution so we can actually bring this product to the app stores. And who are you speaking with in companies? The reason I ask is because I'm hearing so much more now about bridging the gap between product and marketing. I'm hearing that product is the new marketing. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it may be that you have a different conversation as well than you did before, where um, it's not only about the app, but it's also, you know, the mobile marketers are in on the action. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Blue Label Labs, we work with two distinct kinds of uh, customers. Uh, on one side of the spectrum, you've got your early stage startup, a seed funded startup or individual entrepreneur that's got a new idea and want to bring that idea to market. So we're talking about a very small team, you know, as, as small as one person, a single founder with, a, with an idea and funding for that, uh, or you know, up to maybe a team of four, possibly five. Uh, on the large side. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got established businesses and brands. And then here you've got departments for marketing, product, um, engineering, and, and, and so on. And so, uh, you know, there's very different experiences there, but relatively the same kind of challenges or, or questions that are being asked and raised. So we find that with the business customers, established businesses, uh, there is a lot more uh, decision-making and, and um, I'd say like kind of influence initially from marketing and from, from product. These are the people in the businesses and those companies that are hearing the feedback from customers first. And the thing that's different now is that we need to build software. We need to build apps that's validated by users. And so the best way to identify what 
you know, what it is that we need, the problems we need to challenge, what we want to build next is from the people who are kind of hearing from the front lines with customers, with users. And those tend to be the product people, the marketers and whatnot. And that has a, got a big influence on what it is we need to, you know, what, what new challenges we want to try to solve with, with our new, with our apps and then work that into a team, uh, work with a team like ours to, to bring that to life or, or internally if they have their own engineering and, uh, and IT teams. Well, it's, Fascinating speaking with you, Jordan, about you know where we're going with app development, where we've been, where we where we're going. And I heard those amazing words, design sprint, um, which is also uh, a little bit of a comeback, or or maybe just more important in the industry than it was before. So, loads of questions to ask you about that. But right now, listeners, we do have to go to break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove. And my guest today, Jordan Greary. He is co-founder and COO of Blue Label Labs. Jordan, right before the break, we were talking about you know how the, how the app landscape has changed you know what are we thinking about how are we approaching this you know what do we want from an app and we want seamlessness we want other things from the app but if we take a step back it's about all the thinking that goes into this and you are a proponent of the design sprint process obviously not the only one which is maybe a little bit more mainstream than it used to be i mean how do you apply this process 
to app development with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. The design sprint process is really critical now to, to how we, it's always been critical to, but to, to how we engage in, especially developing a new product, bringing a new app to market, deciding what we're going to build. I like to identify the design sprint process isn't new and it, it really, it's an evolution. It's a nice kind of a framework around uh, the overall discovery and design phase, which in the past, you know, may have taken four to six weeks, depending on the size of a project or possibly one to three months, uh, but it, it condenses that down into a very structured uh, one-week process, a five-day process, where you're focusing on small, uh, m the highest, the most important small pro uh, problems and developing solutions for those. Mm -hmm. So for us, and when we're working with our customers, it's it's really uh, one of the first things we, we we start with when we engage with the customers so to work with them on their mobile products. So uh, in the past, we would naturally go through a similar process of of doing some discovery, identifying what are the business challenges, what are the users we're trying to reach, uh, what kind of technologies we might be able to use to develop, develop that solution. And like I said, that could take anywhere from you know, four to six weeks. Uh, with a design sprint, we can then set down now to a five-day process. And it's really a process for solving problems and testing new ideas in a much more rapid and iterative, uh, iterative way. Uh, design sprints are a great tool for validating an idea or solution with real customers before investing in full development. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, when we talk about the cost of building a product nowadays, of building an, a, mo a mobile app, uh, the, the, the cost can be quite large, larger than it was before. And, and you realize you're not just building an app, you're really building a technology platform. So lowering that barrier of entry by doing, doing a design sprint that lets you invest much less to make sure you validate the idea first with customers, with real customers, is, is a good way to hedge that bet before going into the full development of a mobile app. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, you talk about cost just there for a moment, and I, I will jump on that because um, when I wrote the book, The Everything Guide to Mobile Apps, again, a while back, 2013-ish, around there, I mean, the cost to develop a mobile app, which did absolutely nothing, right? It just took you to a website where you could do stuff because we weren't that far along. It wasn't, you know, that was another leap. Um, but, you know, just like a dumb app, just one that says, you know, here I am and here's my website. It was like a 50K, under 50K, don't touch it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. writing that. And this, as I said, was for dumb apps. They weren't part of a larger ecosystem, anything like that. So what kinds of prices could we be looking at? Obviously, it always depends, like a piece of string. Mm -hmm. But where mm -hmm. are we landing in app development costs? Yeah, it, you know, like you said, it, it always depends is a bit of a, a loaded question. You can surely build an app nowadays for around that $50,000 mark. But you, like you said, you're going to get something that's, that's really disconnected from the rest of the ecosystem. It's going to solve a specific problem to be rather utility. Really, uh, most of the apps now that, that we're working on are, are serving a bigger business challenge and integrating more with other products, other apps, uh, other technologies and devices, too. Um, like, uh, you know, IoT and, and devices that are internet connected in your home. So we're, we're looking at a much larger kind of budget on average when we're, we're, we're building a new product to market and, and it can run, you know, it hovers really around 150,000 upwards of 250,000. You know, also nowadays you can't really just build for one platform. Uh, yeah. iOS and Android have quite a, you know, equal close share. So um, you really need to be prepared to build for multiple platforms and to integrate with the other platforms like Alexa and, and Google Home and things like that. So, uh, you know, that that increases the cost. And like you said, these aren't dumb apps. They're, they're talking to a back end 
um, uh, servers in the cloud and, and databases and connecting with other products and other businesses' products. So there's a lot more going on behind the scenes uh, nowadays than you see up front in the user experience of, your, of the app that you download and interact with uh, every day. So that, that adds uh, quite a bit to the overall cost. So, you know, like I was saying, when we were talking about the, the design sprint, the, 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 the entry is, is high because not only are you looking at, you know, $150,000 to $250,000 as an entry point to develop a product and bring it to market, you also now to be, need to be prepared for the fact that uh, the market is relatively is rather saturated. And so you need almost the same amount of budget you encourage people to have the same amount of budget for marketing that they do for development. So, so your $250,000 project just became a $500,000 project. If you need that 200, another 250,000 to market it, to do mobile marketing effectively, to capture uh, the awareness of, of your, the customers you're trying to reach and get them to download and come back to the app on a regular basis. So the idea of doing a, you know, something like a design sprint to choose a challenge, generate a solution, uh, you know, evaluate and decide on what's a priority, prototype it quickly, and then test it with real customers at a fraction of that cost at anywhere from $25,000 to $50,000 for a design sprint is, is a much lower barrier of entry to make sure that it, when you're ready to go into the investment to build the product and bring it to market, that you've got it validated. You're confident that it's the right solution for customers. The customers have validated that this is what they want, this is what they need. I mean, in the earlier days, we used to make jokes. That, you know, you could you could probably get a divorce uh, with with a better feeling than you would if you if you separated from your developer. You know, it was like because your developer had the, your whole business uh, was was rested with him or her. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was that was the strategy. That was everything there. Um, I guess it's still very similar. You know, that you're that you're being a consultant and a coach um, as well as you know the head. Of, of Blue Labels, you know, co-founding Blue Label Labs. Is it still that way or do people come to you and say, yep, this is what I want? Or do you find you're still having to, you know, be helpful and be that partner that we would never want to lose in our lives? <laughs> no, absolutely right. It is the former. Um, you know, we, we don't just build apps and websites. Like I said, we, we help our customers build products and businesses and they see us as a trusted advisor, as a, as a consultant, as a partner in doing that. And, uh, and we develop great relationships with our customers because of that. that there's a, good, a great dynamic between um, helping to you know, identify the problem and say, we're going to build a business together with you. And that's integrated in our team. It's really part of our mission. Uh, our team isn't interested in just building a one you know, run-of-the-mill, one-and-done type of app anymore. They really bring to every project that they're working on the idea that they're helping that team build a new business and, and are really you know, integrated in the the, the wanting to be a part of that business's success in the market. And so, uh, you know, absolutely, it's, 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 it, that hasn't gone away. If anything, it's even more important now uh, with having built over 250 different products on different platforms and different markets, customers can really benefit and they kind of rely on the, 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 the diversity that we've seen and the ability to take ideas about how we had you know, solved certain problems or reached customers or what we found worked and didn't work from other products we've done and bringing it to their solutions as well. They get that kind of economy of scale of, of the, 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 the knowledge transfer that goes around the team and the, the 250 different products that are all unique in their own way uh, and bringing that uh, to help with the, 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 the solutions and, and, and challenges that we face with, with their product. Speaking of challenges, just as a, as a, just thinking here, sort of 
out loud. Is there something that you found particularly challenging? You know, what was your most, what was your most biggest challenge or even your biggest, you know, personal failure that you had to learn from and then, and then somehow, uh, you know, turn a problem into a, an opportunity? Because uh, these are, these are <laughs> complex. They're connected apps. I mean, this is not, uh, this is not straightforward. There's a lot of learning, yeah. a lot of a learning curve. Yeah, you know, a rather funny one comes to mind. Um, this is a, a platform we've been working on for at least the last three years. Um, it's uh, it's called Magic Money. Um, it's a it's a cashless ticket taking system for fairs and events around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a it's a network of customized apps that work with RFID technology, uh, enabled wristbands and, and a Clover point of sale system uh, to eliminate that time consuming ticket taking experience uh, at, at at fairs and events or whatnot, used by implementing a, a virtual currency on these on these uh, mm. RFID-based wristbands and in these apps, and so uh, you know, and, and and the great thing about this for the carnival owners, the event owners, is this for the first time it gives these operators real-time business insights into the performance of their ideas, uh, of their games at the fairs and of the concessions, and so you know, one of the challenges is taking a, a traditionally very cash-based uh, industry, the the fair industry, you. You know, you give your, your, your children five, ten, twenty dollars to go, you know, buy some tickets and 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 take a take a, a ride to create a cashless system. So there's a lot of challenges to to evaluate there. And a particular one that came up is um, to have a cashless system, you need to be connected to uh, the cloud. You need to be connected to the internet, to your servers, to so all the devices can talk to each other, twenty four seven, you know, no downtime. And we're talking about being connected in the middle of rural areas where these fairs run in, in, in the middle of the country or they're not in in you know in, in urban hubs and urban centers and so uh you know we can't really rely on um on on having a strong uh you know, 4g lte signal mm -hmm. uh you know even at the time we we're still working on 3g we needed this to work on a 3g network so uh together with our customer we, we identified that we could buy a, a mobile cellular tower, set that up uh, as part of the solution that they bring to the fair owners, set that up on site and have our, have our, our platform talk to that cell tower and, and connect everything together. So great, we solved the problem of creating a cashless system that's connected to the cloud you know, all, you know, all the time, 24 seven with uh, an entire, entirely cashless and, 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 and you know, maintaining that, that, that update, the, the flow of data. Um, now, the, the interesting challenge that came up, uh, you know, this actually just came up about a year ago, uh, is that the fair owners love this, but they gave the feedback that customers still want to use cash. And so we kind of paused this. We paused for a moment and said, hey, we got ahead of ourselves. Uh, we built an entirely cash-based system and didn't have a solution for the fact that every once in a while, people will still want to use cash. You know, yeah. a, a five or six year old doesn't walk around with a credit card and, and maybe has that, you know, $5 bill that their parents gave them. And, and so, you know, in a funny way, we, we learned from moving a little too fast in, in the cashless re revolution and RFID, NFT, all these kind of tech jargon and said, well, we need to integrate a, a, ca a cash, um, a bill taking uh, device uh, kiosk so that a, you know, customers can walk up to a kiosk insert a bill any any denomination of a bill and load their phone load their rfid wristband that way uh, or even you know just to go visit visit a uh, a, a point of sale uh, counter to to do so so that was a learning experience there to kind of get a have the technology almost get ahead of where customers actually are you know that integrating with their lifestyles that we need to actually take a step back and in a way make a cashless system work with cash again so always make the apps 
match the audience and align with how we use our devices, how we use apps. Jordan, it's fascinating. And, and I love the down-to-earth tone of what you're telling me. You know, this isn't all about um, doing sort of rocket science. This is about fairgrounds, you know, in rural America. And yes, they need apps. They need solutions. Um, they obviously came to you, but we do have to go to break. I will get back to you, and the audience will come back right after this. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and our guest today, Jordan Guerrieri. He is co-founder, COO, Blue Label Labs. Jordan, delightful to have you on the show today. I've been learning a lot, and above all, you know, you're down to earth. You're the real deal. So we can ask you some real questions, I think. Um, and rather than, you know, go on and we could talk about all the things, you know, IOT, voice, you take it, you know, you name it, we could go there. Since you're so straightforward, straight speaking, I'll ask you a straight question. You know, I have an idea for an app. What do I do? How do I go about it? How do I bring, you know, idea and inspiration to realization? How does that work with you? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, we get that all the time. I have an idea for an app. Where do, where do I start? Um, and, and, you know, a good place to start is to actually go to the app store and see if you can find your idea already in the market. And if you do, don't get discouraged. Um, what you've identified is that, okay, this is a real idea. This is a real problem. And, and somebody's trying to solve it. And then you can start to evaluate how are they solving it? Are they solving it well? Is there another way to potentially, you know, approach that problem, that challenge? And, and, and solve it better, right? So finding your app in, in market already isn't necessarily a deal breaker. Uh, it's rather, it's, it's kind of validation. And if you find, you know, there's real customers using these solutions and that's even more validation because you want a you know, customer validated uh, idea. Um, so the next step there is to then, um, you know, you could approach a company like ours, like a Blue Label Labs, other uh, app development or product development studios, um, or, you know, if you're, Tech, not, uh, you know, tech savvy enough yourself, a programmer, a designer, or whatnot, you can start to challenge your, your yourself to, to really build a proof of concept and, you know, the, the term an MVP or prototype. There's so many different terms for it. But, you know, really narrowing down the idea that you have to the core challenge uh, that is trying to solve and trying to build the simplest, smallest piece of a solution to it to validate to be able to validate that with real customers as quickly as possible. Um, when working with Blue Label Labs, the way we do that with our customers is we encourage them to engage in a design sprint with us. Just spend one week with us. After one week, we'll identify that challenge. We'll generate solutions. We'll decide on what's the solution we're going to pursue. We'll create a prototype and we'll test that prototype with real customers. And with that test and with, the, with those customers, we'll get that validation. Is this the right solution? Should we pursue this idea? And with the, with that validation, kind of get into the next step of actually developing the V1, bringing it to market, putting it in the apps in, in Apple's App Store into Google Play, and then the next step of marketing and gathering data, doing some analytics to see how are people interacting with it. You know, um, analytics is very important when you're considering bringing a new product to market, bringing a new app to market. Uh, you can't just put it into the app store and expect that um, you know people are going to download it and use it. You need to understand what they are using it for. Are they using it for how you intended they would or where are they finding challenges in the experience and then iterating on that. So uh, it's easier to start small and iterate on something small and add to it as you go. If you add too much to the product uh, in, in, in its first uh, version, your, your customers have more opportunities to be confused. Uh, not necessarily know how to use it, what the purpose of the product is for, and then you've got more options of where you can iterate and change. And that's going to have a big impact on your budget, your ability to react to customer feedback timely and get it to market quickly, and uh, and really to keep yourself focused on, well, what going back to the beginning, what was that idea? What was the problem behind the idea that I had? And am I really solving for that? You talk about analytics, also feedback. I mean, how do you suggest... Um, someone with a great idea, they have an app, how do they keep in touch with their audience and get in the information that's going to allow them to iterate with you and, you know, always create the bigger, better app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two main approaches. You know, one is quality, one is quality. And so uh, for, for quantity, it, it's important to integrate analytical tools into your into your product. Um, there's all kinds on the market, um, mixed panel, uh, uh, Google Analytics and, and, mm-hmm. and Flurry and so on. Uh, you know, you definitely want that because it's going to give you quantity. It's going to give you a lot of usage data. Um, there's other ones such as um, uh, that let you actually see what how your customers are interacting with the screen. It takes screen recordings to see where they're clicking and so on. Those are great, and we need that type of data to really make um, 
the database decisions. Then you need the, there's also quality solutions and, and we provide a service uh, in our design our product services that's called uh, 10 and two interviews uh, where we do uh, uh, 10 interviews over the course of two weeks with real users, with real customers. This is somebody in our, in our team who sits on the phone for half an hour uh, with customers and actually talks to them about their experience working, uh, using the product. And we gather a lot of very insightful, very real and down to earth information about uh, the, the product and how they're using it, what they like, what they don't like, what they find confusing um, mm-hmm. or, or how they're using it and how it's integrated into their lifestyle. So I think it's a nice balance of having both that, that, that quantitative uh, analytics with, with tools that are integrated into the app itself and qualitative analytics, which is a real, you know, touch point, a conversation with real customers. And and speaking of down to earth, that's what it's been, Jordan, a great interview. You know, I'm sure our listeners are saying themselves, you know, hey, I have something useful, helpful. Um, I've gotten something from this interview. I want to keep up the conversation. How could they best stay in touch with you? Maybe something that you're doing at your company, blog, speaking yourself. You should be speaking if you're not, Jordan. Um, Mm -hmm. How do they keep in touch with you and Blue Label Labs? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a great blog on our website, bluelabellabs.com, and you can reach the blog from there. If you've got an idea, you want to share it with us and see how we can help, we've got a simple contact form on our website. Again, it's bluelabellabs.com. And you know, we're all over social media. We're constantly updating our blog, posting to places like LinkedIn, our Facebook channels, uh, Instagram, and so on. Our design teams have Dribble accounts. So uh, anywhere on social media, you'll be able to find us. Uh, but a great place to start where you can find all the links to those uh, networks and to our blog and to our contact form is at our website, bluelabellabs.com. That's fantastic. I'm going to check that out myself. Uh, Jordan, great to have you here. And I hope to have you back again to, uh, to talk about you know, the app landscape, what we need to know, what we need to be thinking about to be successful with our apps. I uh, look forward to having you back. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be back. And listeners, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a sponsor or guest on Mobile Presence, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove. MobileGroove.com is where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And that, my friends, is a wrap of yet another episode of Mobile Presence. Of course, as always, you can check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, and also a mobile app for that matter. So make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.